It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, you know, Rich, we're going to have a good time talking to our family, uh, our Bot Radio Network family, about various things that are so important. But let me start out. Hasn't it been fun to have our company with us, the Greg and Tammy Fast uh, family? From Nashville, Tennessee. Well, yes, it's just a delightful of family. What is it? Mount, uh, what is it? Mount what? Juliet. Mount Juliet, right outside of Nashville. Because there is Grandpa, uh, <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa Greg, Greg, and then his children, right? who used to have been friends for so many years, and then the precious, the grandchildren. precious grandchildren, the little kids. And isn't it fun to see them get along and enjoy each other? And it's just the way life should be, isn't it? And last night, two of those uh, precious grandchildren announced that they trusted Jesus as their Savior. Yeah, isn't that something? And what a, what a wonderful legacy that is. Yeah, it really was a lesson to all of us. So Greg and Tammy Fast, who used to, we came to know them when their own children were just little tykes. Mm-hmm. And now their own children are grown and married, and here's the grandkids. Right. So uh, welcome to the all... family of God, <laughs> Bella and Catherine. <laughs> That's right. All right, folks. Listen, Carol Robertson is going to open up today's program with a wonderful, wonderful song that will just make you think, and you're going to enjoy it. Here it is. Well, I think of how he came so far from glory, came to dwell among the lowly, such as I, to suffer shame and such disgrace, on Mount Calvary take my place. Then I ask myself this question Who am I? Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would pray Not my will thine The answer I may never know Why he ever loved me so And to an old rugged cross he'd go For who am When I'm reminded of his words, I'll leave thee never. Just be true and I'll give to you new life forever. Oh, I wonder what I could have done to deserve God's only son. Fight my battles until they're won For who am I? Who am I 
would bleed and die for Who am I that he would pray Not my will, thy Lord The answer I may never know cross he go for who am I and to an old rugged cross he go for who am I yeah it, it, it isn't that isn't that just beautiful that's our dear friend Carol Robertson yeah Carol Robertson um you know, Rich, uh, in Kansas and in many other states that are listening to this broadcast right now, you have your legislation that's coming up. You have your responsibility as a citizen to take things seriously and express yourself in the voting booth as well as as what you say about your Christian faith. If you're an adult and you're old enough to vote, then stand up and take that responsibility because these are perilous times, aren't they? Right, especially in Kansas and in Missouri. This week, August 2nd, is the primary election. On Thursday, August 4th, it's the primary in the state of Tennessee yeah. where we also have stations. So if you're if you're living in the state of Kansas, but there are many other states also, know what's going on right. in your state and be aware It's very important. We're not talking politics, folks. We're talking principle, and we're talking about Christian convictions because it's in the Bible. Right. Now, there there is a gentleman, and everything I hear and everything I read that he's written, I really admire. Uh, He doesn't doesn't shrink. Uh, He kind of speaks to the difficult questions. He kind of... He kind of tells everybody to stand up. And, you know, the leaders of society are not the politicians. They're not even the teachers in the public school districts. They're the pastors. They're the shepherds. They are the preachers of God's Word. And people learn from them. People want direction. People want to know, what's this all about? What do we believe? What does the Bible say? And that's what Dr. Michael Brown spoke about. And I want our listeners, I want our listeners to listen. Because coming up that we just talked about, especially in the state of Kansas. Well, that's the value them both in yeah, Kansas. Value them both. We're talking about the mother and the baby. Right. Come on. And you have to vote yes for life. And what's it all about, folks? Now, listen what Dr. Michael Brown says on this subject in general. Here it is. Have you ever wondered why more pastors don't speak out about controversial moral and cultural issues? Why it's rare to hear a sermon about abortion or homosexuality? I'm sure many pastors would say, that's not my calling. My calling is to preach and teach the scriptures, not to be a cultural commentator. But but doesn't the Bible itself comment on culture? Doesn't God's word intersect with society? Didn't the prophets of old confront the evils of their day? Other pastors might say, My calling is not to be political. My calling is to make disciples. But how should disciples live? What happens when we experience injustice in the workplace? 
What happens when our kids come home from school crying after the latest sex ed class? What happens when racism raises its ugly head in our community? How do we respond as disciples? Shouldn't church leaders help us answer these questions? Looking back on history, how do we feel about pastors and leaders who chose not to speak out during the days of slavery in America? Don't we question their integrity and their courage? Don't we wonder how they could have nothing to say in the light of such evil? What about those who had no problem with segregation, yet preached from the scriptures every Sunday morning about God's love and God's goodness? Something just doesn't line up. What about pastors and leaders who chose to remain silent during the Holocaust when six million Jews were killed in cold blood? How do we feel about their silence today? And don't we commend leaders like Dietrich Bonhoeffer who refused to compromise their convictions for the sake of safety and career? A quote widely attributed to Bonhoeffer states, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. What would Bonhoeffer say to us today when so many of our spiritual leaders choose to stand on the sidelines while our culture crumbles? Well, let's put aside the larger culture for a moment. What about our own families? In the world we live in today, our kids and grandkids have to deal with questions about abortion, about drug use, about suicide, about sexuality, about the meaning of gender. These issues are directly affecting them and their friends. How can we who are leaders not provide solid answers for them? How can we not help equip their parents and teachers? Isn't this also part of our role as shepherds and leaders? In 2014, George Barna conducted a poll in which he asked American pastors if they believed the Bible addressed the key moral and social issues of our day. 90% of these pastors said the Bible did in fact speak to those issues, 90%. But when Barna asked them, are you teaching your people what the Bible says about those issues? The number dropped to less than 10%. That's a staggering statistic. Nine in 10 agreed that the Bible spoke to all the major issues of our day, some of which are highly controversial, but only one in 10 was willing to actually address those issues from the pulpit, even with the Bible as their guide. And by the way, Barney got the same results when he conducted a similar poll a couple of years later. What reasons did the pastors give for their silence? According to Barna, there are five factors that the vast majority of pastors turn to. Attendance, giving, number of programs, number of staff, and square footage. In other words, these leaders openly stated that they avoided the controversial issues of our day because, in Barna's words, controversy keeps people from being in the seats Controversy keeps people from giving money from attending programs. Isn't this like selling your soul for popularity or for money or for influence? Isn't this following more in the footsteps of Judas than of Jesus? Isn't this fearing man more than fearing God or loving the praise of man more than the praise of God? Isn't this relying on the flesh more than the spirit? What makes the situation all the more remarkable is that a 2015 Barnapol indicated that Spiritually active Christians who hold politically conservative views believe that churches should be more involved in the political process in particular. They are eager for their pastors to teach them what the Bible says about today's social and political issues. So the congregants want their leaders to address these issues, yet the leaders are afraid to for fear of losing congregants. How ironic. It's true that 
Pastors are not called to be politicians and that their main focus is teaching and preaching the scriptures and ministering to the needs of their people. But their people live in a very real world and they need answers to the great problems and issues of the day. And the Bible provides answers to those great issues. To fail to speak is to fail to equip. To fail to speak is to fail to protect. To fail to speak is to fail to love. Who will speak up for the little ones? Helpless and half abandoned. They've got a right to choose life they don't want to lose. I've got to speak up, won't you? Isn't that something, Rich? You know, the one person is the little one. Who will speak for the little one who has no voice and that sort of thing? And uh, that's what Michael Brown was talking about, wasn't it? Yes. And folks, I tell you, in Kansas and in every other state, that's what we're talking about today. So if you don't speak, if you don't vote, if you don't do the right thing, and in Kansas, value them both is to, is to help them both. For goodness sake, value life. Uh, and a lot of times people don't bother to vote in the primary, but it is essential that you vote in this primary. All right. Now, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I want everybody to listen to is the development of the baby from conception. As Dr. Jerome Lejeune, uh, when I was there at a court hearing in 1994 or 5, said then he was the world's number one expert geneticist in the whole world from Paris, France. And he said even then, science proves it. Uh, but whether we care, and that really is the question. But if you, wanna, if you want some really information, now just listen to this, this about babies' development from conception. Here it is. Any idea what a baby does inside the womb? It's without doubt that pregnancy for any mother, is one of the greatest experiences in her life. Every week pregnancy adds a new episode, in this glorious phase, and your baby develops a little bit, and learns new little things. It's amazing that the learning process starts right inside the womb, and goes lifelong. If you are pregnant, here are some incredible things, your baby might be doing right now, in its very first home. Breathing. Even babies inside womb, depend on oxygen to survive. This oxygen is provided through the umbilical cord. But, despite that, the babies do practice breathing exercise, which enables them to breathe, when they are out of the womb. This exercise starts around the ninth week of the pregnancy. Interestingly, baby's first breath is initiated, by the drastic variation of the environment, once it is out of the womb. Opening and Closing Eyes your baby becomes capable of opening or closing its eye, even before it is born. During 27th week of pregnancy, babies become sensitive to light signals. It tends to react with light, though it doesn't have much to see inside. Scientific studies have shown, how unborn babies, turns away their eyes from light, that is entering through the mother's belly button. Smiling Smiling is essential life skill, out of the womb. 4D scans have clearly shown, the pictures of babies smiling inside the womb, from around 26th week of pregnancy. When they are out of the womb, you must have wondered, 
how your baby learnt the art of that heartwarming smile. Crying Shedding tears starts inside the womb itself. The first cry outside the womb is very important, as it indicates that oxygen has reached its brain, and it is perfectly healthy. Until babies learn to speak, crying as a communication means, is very important for them. Some studies demonstrated, how unborn babies are displaying, a quivering bottom lip when crying inside the womb. Peeing While you are pregnant, you might be going for never-ending bathroom trips, but your baby is actually peeing inside. By twelfth week of pregnancy, babies start urinating right inside the womb. This skill is important, so that it is able to expel waste inside its body. Tasting food Flavors of foods, that expecting moms ingest, is reflected in the amniotic fluid around the baby. Certain flavors like garlic, ginger, anise and sweet, have got the ability to alter the flavor of amniotic fluid. It is probably the nature's way, to prepare the child for different flavors, it is going to encounter after being born. It has been observed, that your unborn baby will show preference towards certain flavors, by gulping more of amniotic fluid, when you consume certain foods. Listening Researchers have revealed that around the third trimester, babies start listening to outside noises. They may even respond to sound, with their gentle kick. Despite not understanding your words, they still recognize mother's voice. Therefore, you should talk to your child, as a very effective means of bonding, with your unborn baby. Yawning Inside your small womb world, things can be pretty unexciting, for your cute one. So, it's not surprising, that your cute bundle of joy, will yawn sometimes while being inside. If you are fortunate, you might get a glimpse of your yawning baby, while technicians take the ultrasound images. Hiccuping Babies learn hiccuping, within the first few weeks of their existence. But, these hiccups are too mild to be detected. You might be able to notice them, during the last phase of pregnancy. However, many expected mothers may not feel this at all. Kicking, twisting, wriggling and more. Your tiny naughty one, prepares itself to use its reflexes, right inside the womb. Your little womb is its first playground. Baby movements like twisting, quickening, wriggling, swirling and punching, generally become a daily occurrence, in the middle phases of pregnancy. Maybe, you will notice these activities more, after you munch an interesting snack. But, towards the end few weeks of pregnancy, these movements decrease, because of the lack of space on side. Doctors sometimes keep a count of number of baby kicks, to determine everything is fine inside the womb. Isn't that something, Rich? That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, that is for sure. Now listen, Pastor, you're the shepherd. Some some pastors may say, well, I don't talk about that because my church is divided. Well, it's up to you to, to undivide them on the issue of life. Uh, undivide them on the issue of life. And this uh, thing in Kansas... This value them both. Otherwise, if that isn't passed, Kansas will return to the abortion capital like it was when George Tiller 
was raining in Kansas before. Right, and I, I saw a poll recently, and it showed that it's very close, and it will really decide, it'll depend on who shows up to vote. So make sure, yeah. make sure that you vote yeah. August 2nd. Now, I don't know whether you have a big church or you're the pastor of a little church. It doesn't matter. The people who attend your church look on you with respect as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Let them know how you feel about life. Right, and you want to vote yes for life. If you're fearful, if you're fearful, remember, remember the words to this song when you think you're all alone, listen to this song. You may ask me how I know my Lord is real And you may doubt the things I say and doubt the way I feel But I know he's real today He'll always be I can feel his hand in mine and that's enough That's all I need to know I will never walk alone He holds my hand He guides each step I take And if I fall I know He Till the day he tells me why He loves me so I can feel his hand in mine That's all I need to know I can feel his hand in mine That's all I need to know. And you know, folks, uh, and you know, folks, when you feel his hand in yours, that's all you need to know. Speak truth. Go by the Bible and let let the, the sheep know what direction to take. On the cause of life. Right. 
my word. Be sure let's to vote. Hear, let's hear some now let me give the comment. listener comment line All if right. I can. Okay, the listener comment line, the phone number to call is 1-800-345-2621. All right. Please give us a call, and we'd love to hear from you. And 1-800-345-2621. And we really do. Now, here's a lady that called in. Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys thank you so much. I had a season in my life where I was listening to Bot Radio in the car nonstop, and through Bot Radio, the Lord just centered me back on the foundation of His Word, and the Lord just used Bot Radio so much because there were nights when my car became an altar, and I would lay down my burden and just surrender to the Lord over and over again in response to what I was hearing through Bot Radio. And I want to tell you guys, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for what you've done for me. Oh, what a precious testimony. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's the power of the Word of God at work in a person's heart. In the 60 years since we founded and started Bot Radio Network, uh, nothing has thrilled my heart any more than what we just heard. Let's hear a gentleman. This is AJ in uh, Merced, California, and I want to thank you for your ministry. I've been listening to this for six months now, and I've never heard a radio station as good in my life. Thank you, Bot Radio. I love you. I tell everybody about you every day, wherever I go. <laughs> tell them a little bit about the tower. It's oh, a, well, thank you, AJ. Yeah, Merced is right there in the Central Valley of how California. Much, how much power? Our broadcasting uh, site in the Central Valley is up on top of Mount Bullion, which is 4,200 feet above the valley floor. So it gives a wonderful vantage point from which to broadcast the gospel to that whole area of the Central Valley from north. North of Modesto to south of Fresno. Uh, uh, that's for sure. Just for folks Thank like you, AJ. You. Yep. Uh, here's a lady. Well, hello there, Bot Radio Network. I just want to tell you that I really enjoy listening to BRN. I tell my friends about it. I love many of the ministries. Keep doing what you're doing in the name of Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. One Amen. more, Rich. Come on. One more. Here's a man. Hi, my name is Randy, and I'm calling from Omaha, Nebraska. I want to say thank you so much for um, Bot Radio. I have uh, listened to you all for years and years now. I just want to say thank you all for great programming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling from Omaha. All right. I guess we're out of time, right? I think so. This is Dick Bot with this chapter of The Complete Story with my son, Rich, my sidekick, and I'll see you later. (laughs) 